<laughs> I was able to catch up with old Doug Flutie after a long, cold, hard winter. There exists a threat from anti-hunting groups to politicians trying to give our land away, and we won't stand for it. Those vast western landscapes provide the space for our wildlife to thrive and a place for hunters and anglers to fuel the fire that sparks their soul. In this show, we share our love of hunting, fishing, and conservation. Here, we provide the foundation to meet these threats through passion and the grit of the American outdoorsman. Welcome to the Western Huntsman Podcast. What's happening, everybody? This is Jim Huntsman, the host of the Western Huntsman Podcast, coming at you from the Broken Tines studio right here in Hayden, Idaho. How you guys doing? Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Uh, I do have to fess up on this uh, this week's episode. What happened was I actually I recorded a uh, an, an episode with my new friends, Zach and Liz, and um, basically, like Liz is a marriage counselor, and we we recorded this episode, and it was going to be talking about how to tie in, you know, uh, the the passion for hunting when your spouse is not like a big time hunter, uh, and things you could do to kind of smooth out, you know, the communication and stuff like that. It was a great conversation. The audio, however, got super messed up, and I'm uh, trying to figure out if there's a way for me to fix it, but I don't know yet. <clears throat> so anyway. If nothing else, I'm going to try to get them back on, and we'll we'll re-record that, and so I can I can have that episode ready for you. So sorry about that, uh, but no worries because it's been a while since we were able to catch up with my friend Doug Flutie, and Doug was kind enough to join me on the phone, and we recorded a little conversation about what he's been going through this last winter, and uh, you know what he's been dealing with, and how he's prepping for elk season because elk hunting. Uh, is is going to be kicking off across the country in anywhere, depending on if your season opens in August or September. I mean, five to six months out, that's not very far. If I think back to last September when I was out chasing elk, <clears throat> and, and I think about the time since then, we're like halfway in between now, and that wasn't that long ago. Like, I was just out there, it feels like. So, uh, for some of you, it may have been, it may feel like a lot longer away. Uh, for me, it's just, it's been so chaotic and busy and stuff. This thing is sneaking back up on us. In terms of the trivia question from last week, uh, congratulations to a lot of you who wrote in and you got the answer right. The question was, what is a primary food source of a mule deer? And the answer, my friends, is blowing in the wind. No, I'm just kidding. A mule deer feed primarily on woody plants, including browse, leaves, and twigs. Basically, that's going to be the primary source. They're also going to feed, depending on regionally, you know, fruit, beans, berries, uh, cactus, uh, other desert kind of plants. If they're in, like, you know, say Arizona or New Mexico or something, southern Utah and uh, Colorado. So region's going to play a big part of that, but primarily mule deer across the board are going to feed on woody plants, um, leaves and twigs, leaves and twigs. So that's going to be different than like elk, right? And we could talk about that. So I got one more trivia question for you prior to the finality (laughs) or whatever you want to call it. uh, And and where I'm going to be doing the draw here, the drawing is going to be in like, I don't know, not next week, but the week after. So like two weeks out, we're going to do the drawing. And Phelps is going to be sending out 
a like a, a renegade bugle tube, um, two or three different diaphragm reeds, uh, and maybe an external cow call reed. I, I, I'm not totally sure yet, but the it's it's going to be a good call package, which is perfect timing. So if you're if you're a newbie to calling elk, uh, this is like a really good time to get these calls and and start practicing because you need the time. Start thinking ahead. Start planning. If you're if you're planning on calling elk in September or even into October, now is the time to start really hammering home, uh, especially if you've never done it before, and dialing your calling in because you've got plenty of time now if you work hard enough uh, to, to get calling down very effectively and efficiently. So, And that's what you want to do, and that's where we're at. So I guess in celebration of Phelps being willing to send out those calls to whoever I draw, uh, this is going to be the last... Trivia question prior to the drawing. So let me click back over here. And and in uh, again, in recognition of Phelps wanting to do this giveaway with us, I, I appreciate that. What we're going to do is this, this week's trivia question is going to be in regards to Phelps. And the question is, how many amp diaphragms does Phelps offer at phelpsgamecalls.com? How many amp elk diaphragms? Does Phelps offer in their lineup? How many of them are there in their lineup? Uh, this is going to be for a couple reasons. Obviously, uh, it'll get a lot of people to the Phelps website, and you guys can count those out and let me know what your answer is. Um, this one is only going to be right answers will be entered. If you send me some random number, uh, it's not going to count towards the, towards the drawing. So jump on phelpsgamecalls.com and figure out how many um, elk amp diaphragms are in the Phelps lineup. And if you choose to grab some, don't forget we got a promo code, uh, Huntsman10, that's going to save you 10% off if you if you get some of those. So pretty cool. Speaking of the promo codes, I received my second package of Batum 907 stuff. If you guys are planning on baiting bears this year and you're in a place where that's legal and you're, you you got the permit and all that, i got to throw out you know, those disclosures either way. Uh, make sure... You jump on Batum907.com and use use the promo code there because uh, I just I just got the second round of that stuff and it is potent man my whole shop smells like a candy factory or something uh, but the promo code is Huntsman10 if you want to jump on and get some of those attractants for for bear uh, bear seasons just around the corner so I am like just super excited about bear season this year got a lot of big plans in the makes and it's gonna be a good time all right this week. Like I told you, I got Doug Flutie on. You know, he's kind of a blowhard. He's kind of a, you know, know-it-all. Uh, he's got a lot to say. He doesn't mince words. He doesn't beat around the bush. He just gets right to it and tells us how it is. And, uh, you know, he's just kind of a backwoods, doesn't know what the hell he's talking about kind of dude. But, I mean, you might learn something from him. So really pay attention in this episode. And hopefully he doesn't listen. I don't want him to hear that I'm, you know, talking smack about him. But, uh, guys, just kind of a, you know, he's kind of a dipshit. But any, anyway, no, I, I didn't, I'll, I'll edit that part out. I didn't mean to say that out loud. Uh, I was just appreciative that he got, was, was willing to jump on with me and, uh, pump out an episode like this and, and get everybody fired up, get the blood boiling for elk season as we're, we're coming out of winter and coming into spring and start thinking about all these big seasons coming up in the fall, uh, and don't discount what's coming up in the spring. So, with the trivia question, by the way, when you write in, make sure you put trivia in the subject line so I know that that's what that is. Uh, and then in two weeks, I'm going to be drawing that name. Looking forward to that. Guys, make sure you're checking us out on, a, on the mighty Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. 
and hit us up on uh, on the Facebook group Hunting the West, the Western Huntsman, and we will talk to you guys soon. Enjoy it with Doug Flutie. demand from the southern idaho area is doug flutie doug how you doing brother i'm pretty damn good hey don't be telling folks where i live you know i can't stand all the paparazzi standing around outside my house you know taking pictures you know it's hard enough for me to walk around in my tidy whities without the neighbor ladies taking a look but you know paparazzi that's another level i mean they sell them photos all over the interwebs that's true. I apologize. I didn't mean to do that. He's he's not in Southern Idaho. Did I misspeak? I mean, what what are we gonna do here? Because you just went through a rough winter, I know, and uh, you got the paparazzi. I saw a video of you walking down Main Street in, you know, some town, probably Weipe, and uh, look like no were, page. There's no listen. I, I will be uh, I will be a hundred percent transparent right here. There are no paved roads in Weipe uh, or sidewalks, so that wasn't Weipe. Uh, it may or may not have been in Idaho's capital. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really. Um, I'm not really willing to divulge where exactly. But uh, you, you get my drift. I'm getting your drift. I'm. I'm smelling what you're stepping in, brother. No, we're good. So, how how you doing, Doug? It's been a while since we talked. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. You know. You know, winter. It's been tough. You know, it's tough on the old Flutie family. And, you know, if it wasn't for the grace of God, uh, you know, blessing us with these beautiful things called elk, and then the the beloved Idaho Department of Fish and Game offering those salvage tags for roadkill, you know, the, the Flutie freezer might have went empty this year. But you know, we're alive and fat and sassy, and I haven't been in the the garbage bins down by the Capitol building for quite a while. <laughs> okay, so are you? Did you not get an elk last September? Uh, well, I, I don't, you know, I don't really like to admit this, you know, uh, cause, uh, you know, uh, I, okay. I guess I'll just be honest. All right. I didn't get an elk last year. In fact, for the last 17 damn years, I haven't killed an elk. Well, you know, at least by my hand, I haven't, you know, there was that one that Doug, or excuse me, but there was the one, my, my brother, Dick, he killed it in the 72 Bronco, uh, doing about 105 miles an hour down the Clearwater River, hit that thing, T-boned it dead. And I'll talk about T-bones. We had elk T-bones for quite a while after that. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Let's, uh, uh, yeah, you know, winter, winter's been a little rough, but we're doing okay. You made it through. You made it through. I'm so, I'm still, I'm pretty surprised you didn't get an elk last year with all the uh, discussions we had over the summer and, uh, and all the prep. You put a lot of prep work into it, I know. Uh, and, and a lot of people took that advice uh, to heart. And they, they implemented it on, in their own hunting season. And so I, I'm just a little disappointed that you didn't you didn't notch a tag on a, on a big bull elk screaming from the window of your truck. Well, listen, listen, Chachi, I've got what I've got is a ham's beer taste and a, and a champagne trigger finger. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> I I love to eat a spike or a good cow elk. But, you know, damn it, at this part in my life, I, I just don't need to shoot them little immature animals i'm looking for a real trophy you know oh, my old lady she sense. says the old lady she says hey doug 
bring me home, home some of them bear horns. That way we can have somewhere else to hang our laundry on and dry it during the wintertime. Mm. You know, um, you, you know, electric bills are pretty high around here and the cost of cost of living gets pretty high. So, you know, if we can just, you know, the little things, you know, saving money by hanging your laundry on a set of elk horns. Well, you know, that, that, that's the way to do it. But unfortunately I just haven't brought any home. Uh, okay. Well, let's, let's move on from that. I'm sure you're going to recover this year. We're going to talk a little bit about how, cause the reason why I got you on Doug is because at this moment we're, you know, give or take five, six months out from elk season. And I want people to start thinking about getting ready for elk season, getting geared up, prepped, practice their calling, practice their, you know, whatever needs to take place so that they're successful this year. Cause I think you inspire a lot of people. And so, uh, and you had mentioned your brother, Dick, uh, sounds like, you know, he, he was incarcerated there for a while and, yes, sir. Yes, sir. and, and now he's, now he's out and you guys are reunited. How, how does that, how's that going for you? Man, I'll tell you what, it was like Christmas times 10, you know, watching my, my brother, Dick walk outside them big black gates there at the Idaho state penitentiary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had to let him go. Uh, you know, he hadn't completely filled his sentence for, uh, food stamp fraud and, and whatnot. But, uh, the governor said with all this COVID, COVID-19, they said, Hey, we got to let some of these low risk inmates out. We don't want them to get the COVID-19 and die right mm-hmm. here. So, so they let brother Dick out and, uh, yeah, it's been good. You know, I, I, I was so damn happy to see that redheaded fool walk outside the gates man it was it was good it's interesting you you guys don't look a lot alike for being brothers but i'm glad you're reunited and uh you know you guys i I noticed he even got an instagram oh yeah yeah dick he does have an instagram you know he's he's trying to get back into the into the modern world with you know he he did the crime and now he's done the time he's uh you know he's ready to just kind of become one with society again (laughs) well good good is he gonna go hunting with you uh, yeah, I sure hope so. You know, he's got all these domestic responsibilities. Turns out, you know, he's got about five kids now. Um, when he went into the pen, he only had no kids, but now he's got about five. I don't know how that works. If whether it was through conjugal visits or maybe they had a lot of Schwann's ice cream get delivered to the house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. He's got a lot of obligations around the house these days. And I'm hoping, I just pray that my brother Doug will, or my brother, excuse <laughs> Sorry, my 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 tongue's a little loose this morning. I might have, might have had uh, a cold. little bit of uh, a well, it, it's a cold, and I did uh, I did get a bottle of uh, Jack Daniels for Christmas. So oh um, man, yeah, okay, yeah, it's pretty well, good. So but, but that, yeah, good. Doug, Doug and Dick, we don't look a lot alike, you know. Um, he's a ginger, and I, and I've uh, I've got hair black as a raven's wing. And, uh, you know, Grandpappy Flutie always said there might have been a ginger in the woodpile, if you know what I mean. <laughs> did you guys even have Schwann's trucks coming out to Weeipe, Idaho? Well, they did. You know, they, they had all these pre-made foods and all this stuff and plum full of carbohydrates and, and salt and, and all these preservatives. You know, that ain't the way I eat anymore, I'll tell you what. I've been trying to get in shape. Have you? What, yeah. what does Doug Flutie do to get in shape? I'm just, I'm super well, curious. Well, I, you know, there is no off season at the Flutie farm. And uh, what I've been doing is uh, you might've heard of this thing called elk shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been, I've been doing the elk shape all winter long with uh, Dan Staten. And uh, turns out round is still a shape, even though Doug, <laughs> or even though uh, Dan doesn't believe it. Um, 
yeah, round is a shape. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and Dan doesn't have the stats that Doug Flutie does. I mean, so let's let's just be honest. And how is the program working out for you though? Yeah, it's working real good. Except you know they kind of take take exception to some of my rules. I'm a little unorthodox when it comes to being in the gym. You know, I like to have my uh, my water jug filled up with ice cold beer. You know, literally, I put ice and beer in my jug. Um. You know, I, I like to eat some, uh, some power foods. Doesn't that yeah. water down your beer? No. Huh. What do you, what do you need a nipple on the bottle? You sissy. <laughs> I mean, you just drank it. You drank it while it's cold. You don't let it, you don't let it like ice down and get diluted. So speed is the key with ice in your beer. I see. I That's see. right. Okay. That's right. I, I'm going to want to come back to this talking about getting ready and, and going to elk shape and stuff. But before we do that, because everybody's excited to hear, you know, how you're prepping for elk season uh, and how serious you're taking it and all that kind of stuff. And, and we're going to, so we're going to circle back to that and even talking about some nutritional stuff and, you know, along those lines. Um, but I, there's a couple things that's happened since we, since we talked last and I, I kind of just want to address them. Uh, for the for the audience sake, uh, let's talk about you, you had signed up to become a contestant on the Bachelorette, and apparently they told you no, which just blows my mind. I don't I don't understand what happened there. I thought you were just kind of a shoe in candidate, um, and and you would have you would have fit, you know, for the most part would have fit in to to the other contestants. Yeah, you know, because we all know they're manly sons of bitches, and 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 so tell us a little bit about what happened there and and why why the denial. Well, I don't know what them fancy Hollywood producers are looking for, but when I went in there, um, they didn't know, really know how to take me. You know, I strutted in there with my wife beater and my Carhartt double need, double need pants, and uh, I look around and there's all these these young fellers. I guess they were fellers. They kind of dressed like women with these skin tight skinny jeans and hmm. and these little these little funny little mustaches and stuff. It looked like uh, they had a little bit of dirt on their lip or something. And, and, uh, you know, I guess, I guess the long and short of it is they frown upon a, a real man with, with back hair. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that. So, yeah. I mean, there's ways around that though. I just don't understand why it was such a solid no for Doug Flutie to be on the bachelor. I mean, you even have floods, right? <laughs> well, I don't know, but you know, there, the, the back hair, let me tell you a little story. There was, you know, some people even wax that stuff or shave it or whatever they do. But let me tell you what, one year we were going to go to the Disney World with the children and uh, the, the Flutie the flutie kids. And my wife says, Doug, if you're going to be wallowing around Disney World with your shirt off there at the water park, why don't you let me wax your back? And I'm like, well, you wax my back, huh? That kind of sounds interesting. So I said, OK, I'll do it. So I laid down on the floor in the living room and. I uh, had to spit a little bit of dog hair out of my mouth. You know, the mess has had the vacuum for a few months. But uh, anyway, she got out this hair wax, and it was hot. She she took this thing, looked like a dang old popsicle stick, and spread it. She started spreading that all over my back. She she covered my entire back. I mean, you've seen me. I mean, yeah. I'm a fitness model. My back is no small thing. I mean, no. it's, it's covered with, with rippling muscles and turns out hair, too. Right. Uh, so she lathered me up with that there. Uh, wax and it was hot. I mean, almost hot to the touch. It's like, dang, a woman, cool that stuff off. She said, "Big, it's got to go on hot." So anyhow, she spread that stuff all over my back, and then she started taking these little things that looked like 
toilet paper, but it was heavy duty. Like it was like quadruple ply. It wasn't none of that single ply like they use in the Forest Service outhouses in North Idaho. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she started putting these little strips on my back, and she's like, "All right, Doug, tell me when you're ready." And I said, "Well, I'm a." Ah! She didn't let me tell me tell her when I was ready. She ripped that off my back. <laughs> I said every damn curse word in the world. And the funny part is, my kids they were they're laying on the floor right there on their bellies too, looking me right in the eye. And every time she ripped, they'd scream. I'd scream and they'd laugh. Well, I'm like, woman, this better be good because I just went through a lot of a lot of pain. You ever seen that that movie, Forty Year Old Virgin? Yep. Where he gets his his chest waxed. Oh yeah. Even even got the blood out of it, drew the blood, pulled it, pull them out of the roots, right? So the, yeah, my. It, yeah, and that's it, that's crazy. It looked like it looked like somebody shot me with buckshot on my back and then beat me with a goddamn boat paddle. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go to Disney World and it's hotter than to get out. You guess what? What? <laughs> Poor old Doug can't take his shirt off because I look like I've been part of a domestic violence thing, you know. And I don't want my wife to have to go to jail again after the last time she beat me up. <laughs> Well, that would be pretty unfortunate. I just, I wonder, you know, you, cause you had, you had a, you had a fix. You had a, you, you got the back waxed by the missus and then got denied to go onto the bachelorette. I, I mean, did they know you were married or what, like, was that a disqualifier? I just, I don't understand anyway. We well, could, you know, it's kind of like the U S military don't ask, don't tell. So ah, gotcha. I just, I didn't bring it up. And she said, Doug, if you can make all that money and, and, and marry a woman with a full set of teeth, you know, um, you know, I think it'd be worth it. You know, we've been watching that television show, uh, Sister Wives anyway, and it looked like we could probably make it work out for having multiple wives in the house. Can you imagine? That'd be great. That'd be great. I mean, yeah. hey, I want breakfast. And before, you know, I'd be living like a king. One wife would bring me breakfast, another would bring me my slippers. I mean, <laughs> if I wanted red beers for breakfast and whiskey at night, I mean, I could have whatever I want. I mean, yeah, my God. Yeah. That's how the world like should king. be. That's how the world should be. So, okay. Well, okay. I know that that's, that's kind of a, that's a tough subject, but there's, there's one more tough subject that I think we need to get to. And, and again, I'm sorry you didn't get on the bachelorette. I was really rooting for you on that one and uh, felt like you would have gone a long way there. Uh, but it's neither here nor there at this point. Um, I watched an interview where you had this, I don't want to call him a, a highfalutin journalist, or reporter or whatever dusty roop he came to your home you guys had an interview he he filmed it and i feel like he was really taking it in the wrong direction that maybe shines some negative light on you and i want to get your reaction to how you felt that interview went because it ended it ended pretty violently but it, you know uh, for the, for anybody who hasn't seen it what are your thoughts well well, he he spun that interview. I mean, it come across real wrong the way he edited it. You know, it's just your typical Hollywood story. You know, you get on you get on front of a television camera and you start talking, and then they chop it up and edit it, and they start making you something you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, exactly. Or, or around where I where I come from, I'm a I'm a beloved man. You know, people know my name. They they're like, oh dang, old Doug Flutie. Hey, how you doing, Doug? He's a legend. He's a legend and a, and a king among men. That's, you know, that's the perception of folks around where I come from. Mm-hmm. Well, the way he spun it was I was some uneducated feller from WEAP that didn't know a darn thing about elk hunting. And, and you know, he, I'll tell you what he is. All he is is a fancy pants sissy wearing his Gore-Tex boots and, 
and uh, fancy synthetic clothing and that big beard yeah. he had, that big old beard. He was just pretentious. Yeah. I mean, what? It, I, I bet he drink. I bet he drinks some of that fancy beer if he even drinks beer at all. I mean, he he'd sit there and just kind of sipped on that beer. I asked him if he needed a nipple for the for the can, but you know what? I, I think I think that's maybe where the interview went wrong. Mm-hmm. I I just was surprised. You know, here we have a pillar in our community, uh, world renowned elk hunter, and and it just it went in this direction where he I I think that he just doesn't understand hunting. He doesn't understand guys like you and me that are rough. Uh, we like to get dirty. We like to hunt. Uh, we like we like elk. We eat meat, and we are still men, if that makes sense. Hey, I ain't nothing but a common man. Call me a redneck. I reckon that I am. You know, Charlie Daniels said it best. And, you know, if he can look down his nose with his pearly white teeth and in a high school education at me and the common folks of this of this good country. Well, I don't know. I, I don't think that's very, very objective journalism. That's what I'm just I'm just trying to tell you right now. Would you ever have him back out to the Flutie farm to do another interview? Oh yeah, I'd, say, I'd I'd have him back out there, except I'd be interviewing him this time with a Willis switch and a bucket of tar, maybe some feathers, and I'd whip his ass all over the farm. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I, I don't want to come across as a violent person because I, I do believe in peace. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We are rolling right into the spring seasons. I'm talking spring turkey, spring bear. We got to get geared up, and I'm here to help. Let's start with Phelps Game Calls. Phelps Game Calls is one of the OG sponsors of the Western Huntsman Podcast, and we appreciate them for being there for us, and I want to be there for them. It's a great company story. It's an American story, the kind we can all get behind, and they make dynamite game calls. And I don't care if you're talking predator calls, waterfowl calls, turkey calls, elk calls. It's all there. It all works. It's a great company, and they've got a great discount for our listeners here at the Western Huntsman. That promo code is Huntsman10 for 10% off. Heck of a deal. Get your get your stuff. Get your stuff. Go to phelpsgamecalls.com and get your turkey calls and your predator calls because here we go. It's already March. I'm excited. Next on the list is Hoffman Boots, the most badass mountain boot you can get out there. I love Hoffman Boots. This company began in North Idaho years and years and years ago. And they have grown into one of the most recognizable name brands out there. And Hoffman Boots will not disappoint. What I really like about my Hoffman Explorers is they are on par with some of the most expensive hunting boots out there on the market, yet they're not as much money. That's a huge thing. for When, when you're talking about all the gear you got to get for hunting season to save a, a few bucks on, on a product without skimping on the quality of it, that's Hoffman Boots. That's what you're going to get with them. Use promo code HUNTSMAN10, all caps lock, for 10% off on your Hoffman Boots, and you won't regret it, I promise. Last but not least, let's talk about Scree gear. Scree is high-performance hunting attire and gear, scientifically tested camo patterns, which, by the way, they have a new camo pattern coming out this spring that you're going to want to keep your eye on because it's a pretty good camo pattern that they've been testing out all over the country, and it's, it's been working really well. So Scree also is one of those companies with a great story. The name Scree 
comes from the scree rock found at the bottom of rock faces. You know, the, the scree rock in that real rugged type kind of western country. And that's where scree was developed. And they just changed the spelling on it and came up with scree gear because like that rugged country, this is rugged gear. It's high performance hunting attire. Again, like Hoffman Boots, you're not going to break the bank and have to get a second mortgage on it. It's worth the money. Check it out. Go to ScreeGear.com and don't forget to use the promo code the Western Huntsman for 15% off and free shipping. You can't beat it. And folks, I really appreciate you supporting our sponsors that support this show. It means a lot to me. Thank you so much. Let's get back at it. Well, we'll we'll leave it at that then. And and uh, you know, there's just I know I know there's some sore subjects that have gone on. Like I, I heard uh, we kind of came across the the news feed, if you will, about how you were banned uh, from Walmart for causing a scene in the hunting section. Uh, I don't know if they were out of, uh, you know, some Terminator calls or uh, what was going on there. But it, it, the video is, is you know, it, it tells a story, but there's no sound. And I was hoping you can maybe fill in, you know, the details so that, that nobody's getting misled as to what happened to Walmart. Uh, and why they won't let yeah. you back. Well, it's pretty simple. I went into the Walmart. And I was going to pick up some sleeveless uh, camo shirts there, some of their mossy oak. And uh, and I was going to pick up me some new rubbers from a Terminator tube. And uh, I'm looking around. I said, hey, y'all, where's your rubbers from your Terminator tube? And they said, what? I said, elk calls, Chachi. You know what I'm talking about? He said, yeah, right here. We got these flaps ones. Flaps game calls. I said, flaps? Oh, flaps is gums game calls. That guy's a loud mouth and a well. I need to. I'm sorry. I tone it down a little bit. No, it's okay. Um, it's okay. I, anyhow, I got I got into it a little bit with that feller, and you know I might have put it pushed him up against the bass lures, and he might have got some hooks all over in him. Um, security might have been called. I might have got kicked out of Walmart for life, which I mean that's that's where the that's where a the family's done her. We've done our shopping there for years. I mean. We've probably spent two fortunes in that place, you know, probably a couple thousand dollars total in the last 30 years. But anyway, uh, hey, that's their loss. That's their loss. And that's what they get for having them persnickety people running the counter in there. Yeah, I just trying to upsell you and trying to jam and all these other calls and stuff down our throats. I mean, listen, I want one thing and one thing only elk flutes. I don't need none of that flap stuff. I'm just blown away. I mean, I never who'd have thought that cancel culture would come to Walmart in Doug Flutie and and how that 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 took place. I just I, I just you know my heart it hurts for you sometimes, Doug. I, I think people just misinterpret you and they misread you and they don't understand uh, the legend that you are. Yeah, something's wrong with this country, you know. I mean, now the the Walmart cancel culture and the the Flutie the Flutie elk flute. I mean, my God, what what's happening? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Next thing, next thing you know, they're an outlaw tidy whities I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, well let's let's shift gears in and leave. That's the stuff. I just, I, I hopefully that helps people understand kind of what you've been going through over the last few months since we spoke last, and and now we're kind of up to speed. And now we could put all that behind us and look towards elk season coming up because it's coming. It's coming quick. And I, I want to know, you know, what what kind of tips you have for people getting ready, gearing up. Um, let's talk about getting in shape. You've been going to the elk shape camps, uh, other things. Let's talk about calling. Let's talk about, uh, the kind of gear you're using, you know, 
all the normal stuff that people love to hear. Well, man, uh, getting in elk shape, you know, people like to think about um, cardiovascular, you know, getting their lungs in shape. And listen, let me tell you what, if you boys are going to use some Marlboro Red to check the wind, you best get your lungs in shape that. If you ain't pack, smoking a pack a day, at least by September, you ain't doing it right. You're probably going to struggle on the mountain. Um, so let me stop you. So does that work pretty good in terms of when you're, you're, you might be a light smoker during the winter, but if, if you don't kind of turn up more to being a heavy smoker by the summer, your lungs are not quite as, you know, the, the capacity is not there, uh, come, come time to, to get up into the mountains. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying ramp it up. You got to ramp it up. Yo, Cameron Haynes, he says it best, ramp it up. And I, and I'm not just talking about, you know, drinking beer. I'm talking about smoking. Let's say, let's yeah. say you don't want to smoke two packs of Marlboro Reds a day. Guess what? To find folks at Swisher Sweets, they make these little things called cigarillos. They're a smaller cigar, but they got twice the punch of a normal cigarette. You start huffing and puffing on those things, man. You will, you will see what, what uh, challenging your body to overcome things is all about. Ah, okay, okay. So the, the, the cigarillos and the and the Marlboro Reds. What about like you're not? I, I haven't heard you say anything about like a Marlboro Ultralight. Is that just not going to give you what you need out of your lungs? <laughs> Those things are like what them fancy women with white gloves smoke. You know, with the long <laughs> little little thing that that little long mouthpiece. Yeah, with a big the, filter. The cigarette on the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's that's for lady. That's for fancy ladies in the city. Gotcha. And that same same kind of concept for beer. When you're talking, well, I don't well, know yeah. how that works. I mean, some people say you gotta learn how to hunt fit. Hunt fit. That's a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Hashtag yeah. hunt fit. You see it on the Instagrams all the time. Listen, Chachi, you need to learn how to hunt fat. Man, how are you gonna hunt fat if you ain't drinking a lot of beer? And how are you gonna hold your beer in the backcountry if you ain't been practicing? I mean, I mean, people want to have endurance. They talk about endurance. Listen, if you can't drink a 30-pack a day when you're in the mountains in September, then you're probably not going to have a good time. And you can't just simply just start like, oh, I drink a couple IPAs in the summertime. Listen, Chachi, you need to be all, all summer long, you need to be conditioning your liver and the rest of your body to soak in 30 beers a day. So by drinking one of those snooty-fluty little IPAs every now and then with your curly mustached friends down there at the local <laughs> – the local tap house, that ain't going to cut it. Curly mustache. Yeah. The one that, yeah, yeah. the one that looks like you could use it as a filter in your beer to filter out the foam. Cause you mm-hmm. don't like that bubbly stuff on your mustache. No, nah, sir. You got, you got to make sure that you can drink a lot of beer and you ain't going to drink very many of those IPAs. You're just going to get a belly ache. Mm-hmm. I agree. What do you say to the people that are out there that are like, because, okay, we're talking to Doug Flutie, and, uh, you know, we just found out, I well, haven't gotten an elk in 17 years other than roadkill, you know, and, and but but he's given all this advice about smoking cigarettes and drinking beer and telling loud jokes on the mountain and all this stuff that we're kind of covering now. Do you think that that has impacted in a bad way your elk hunting success? Listen, I ain't here for a long time. I'm just here for a good time. So, I, you know, elk hunting it's not a destination, my friend. It's a journey. And if I'm hammered drunk most of the way, it's going to be a pretty good journey. <laughs> good point. Really good point. Okay. What about, uh, what about practicing, uh, the, the, the flute, the bugle making, making elk vocalizations. 
things like there's that. There's no need. There's no need for that nonsense. Okay. There's no need for nonsense of practicing. I mean, Wilbur Primos designed the world's best elk flute. Requires no practice. All you got to do is put your lips on it and blow. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that sounds it's really good. It's simple as that. I mean, you don't change the recipe for success. That'd be like you saying, hey, Chef Ramsey, I'm going to take your your beef Wellington recipe and change it. Hmm. You know what he call you? Yeah. What he call you? He call you a mother effing fool, sucker. <laughs> so okay, I, for the for the listeners, can you give us give us a cow call on your on your flute, and and that way the listeners can kind of listen and play along, and then we'll move to doing a, a a big challenge bugle, the kind that just really pisses the elk off. You know, I don't really like to showboat or show off. I know, I know, um, and I don't, I don't. You're really a humble like guy. I don't like people trying to trying to reproduce my likeness or my sounds, but for you, my friend Jim, I'll do it this one time. I appreciate Here we go. That. Here's a, here's cow call. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, that, that that will get them going every okay. time. Yeah, yeah. So you guys listening in the audience, just kind of replay that, put that on a little repeat mode, and just kind of replicate that. And uh, the the elk are really going to pay attention to that. Okay, can we move into more of a bugle now? The kind. Ooh, that. Really aggressive, really aggressive. Yeah, that had to get them old boys going. I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that what you recommend? What do you recommend more, the cow call or bugling in a big old bull? Listen, who wants to walk in and get the get punched in the nose? Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, Am I right? Point. Yeah, you're no, right. Nobody you're wants right. to just walk walk through the door and get punched in the nose. Nobody. Why would you want to be? I, I bugle a bit, you know. I I, I want to advertise like, hey, I'm over here and single. I'm ready to mingle. But uh, you know, I'm that's just to get attention. But when we want to get in close, I I I go with cow calls. You know, mm. everybody likes to. You know, just kind of finesse. Everybody likes to finesse. Like the, right? the, Everybody likes the sound of a lady's voice. You know, you got to finesse them more bulls in it. You know, and if you don't, if you can't afford a hoochie mama, that's okay. Your elk flute will work mm-hmm. for bugling and for cow calling yeah. and for beer bombing too, for that matter. Yeah, tell us about that because we, we talked about that last time. Have have you been using it for, for beer bonging? And give us a recommendation on, on exact amounts of. All right. Well, well I mean, well, yeah. you take a, you take a, a 16 ounce hams mm-hmm. and you and you take that tube and you you curl it up like in the shape of the letter U, right? And you pour it in the biz in the big end, right? Yeah, yeah. You pour it in the biz the business end, if you will. And you pour it in there, and then you put the mouthpiece end up to your lips. I would probably take the little blue rubber off there though, because that'll will restrict the flow. I mean, how how are you supposed to to beer bong with all that restricted flow? And then all you do is just stretch that thing out like a turkey gizzard and let it just go right down your throat cold refreshing satisfying you drink a lot more beer that way <laughs> uh, i want to talk a, a little bit about the uh so because because that's that's all part of it right you got to know how to call you got to know how to beer bong you got to know how to do a cow call and and use a marlboro for the wind but one thing that we've never talked about i don't think you and i is is there's it's not i, I don't know if it's a controversy but people talk about hunting the full moon versus no moon and I've never, I, I've never really extracted that information. But what, what do you do when it, when, let's say it's a full moon, 
What does Doug Flutie do? Well, full, full moon's a great time to hunt because that way you don't have to use your spotlight. You know, you can get you can uh, you can be a lot more quiet. You know, you might you might have to leave the truck. You know, you know to peek over the side of the hillside there, but you might be, be able to get a little easier shot angle there in the full moon. But but uh, you know, truck headlights work too. Yeah. <laughs> now, isn't there's there's not a law against that, is there? Laws. Yeah. I mean, what are laws really? I mean, it's basically guidelines to to what the the man wants you to do. I mean, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I, you you can't you can't put Dougie in a corner. I mean, nobody puts Dougie in a corner. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like I like your spirit. I, I like your spirit. That's uh, liberation at its finest. So. Does the the one question because now it's now we're getting into spring it's March the birds are chirping um, what are you, you doing <laughs> I know what I know I read your mind you're gonna ask me about turkey hunting yeah right? that's right yeah that, you knew I, where I was going with that turkey season's coming what does Doug Flutie yeah. do yeah yeah boy I, I tell you what I I love me some turkey hunting you know I heard these clowns the other day on the YouTubes. They were saying they were calling turkeys the bulls of spring, bulls of the spring. Mm-hmm. I've had to laugh a little bit. I'm like, geez, these ain't these things ain't nothing like trying to kill an elk. I mean, they're so yeah. easy to kill. I mean, shoot, all you gotta do is rattle, rattle a can of corn half the time. The thing's about coming peck you to death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but my, you want to know my preferred way? It's it's a secret, and I yeah. don't know if I should even tell this. I mean, you're gonna get all of these fancy Hollywood hunters, you know. You know, all these guys with the pearly white teeth back east that, you know, try to tell you some other way to, to kill a turkey. And, and this this is, hey, if you want to know how to turkey, you can just kill a turkey. You just listen to old Doug. Okay. Yeah. Give, give it to us. All right. Well, um, they, it's, not, it's not illegal, but it is, uh, you know, some people kind of frown on it. They say unethical. I say efficient. But, uh, you know, you get the old turkey flute. And I, it's the same as the as the elk flute. I just use my turkey flute, and I go. <laughs> I just cluck my way around, and I hear a turkey goblin. But I wait till about dusk, you know, that twilight time, you know, when the shadows are long, and you know, an ugly girl looks a little prettier at night, and you don't <laughs> quite see all the features of her, <laughs> of, her, <laughs> of, her mm-hmm. of her face, you know, yep. snaggle teeth, snaggle teeth or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all been there. Right. Well. In that kind of lighting, that's when you need to go turkey hunting. Everybody's like, "Oh man, you gotta, you gotta be out there and you run around and run and gun." Man, the only thing I do, I do run with my gun, but it's right there at roosting time. You hear the old flap of the wings, and you hear them old birds flop on a tree. That's the best way. I mean, you can run, and you can't even hide at this point because, I, ka-chow, I know where you are. And every time I hit them with the elk flute or the turkey flute, they gobble. I'm pretty like impressed with your turkey calling. I am I am impressed with I mean, I thought your elk calling was good, but that turkey chuckle that you're doing there, wow. I, I just, I don't know how, I, I'm going to throw, I've got these Phelps calls that I've been using, and I feel like they're just not getting where they need to be like yours. And so, something to consider, something to consider well, for sure. Well, the only people that use them flaps calls, are those same kind of guys that have them bubbly, curly mustaches that drink that fancy fruity, fruity Reuben beer down there at the tap house, they call it, mm-hmm. uh, or brewery. Listen, if that stuff ain't made in the Rocky Mountains and it's not refreshing, like hams, you know, ham mm-hmm. and beer refresh. You know, there's a pork chop in every can, my friend. You talk about backcountry nutrition. What more do you need? 
Yeah, yeah. you just drink your dinner, yeah. you drink your lunch, you drink your breakfast. I mean, it, it's a it's a winning combination. That is, that's a lot. And then you, you got the roadkill protein to go with it. I think right. I think that's why that that's why your performance is is what it is. You know, it's it's just it speaks for itself. So. Uh, this is, yeah, this has been amazing. I'm basically though. the, I'm just a, basically a modern day Robin Hood. Yeah. You know, just, mm-hmm. you know the folks around we got, they appreciate me. You know, know they me. don't, they don't say no unkind words about me. Yeah. They know me. Oh, there's old Doug, man. He's a good son of a bee. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, Doug, this has been a great conversation. I just I can't thank you enough for coming on and joining us on the show here and uh, get, getting your getting your thoughts and your ideas and your input out there. I just well, hopefully we're going to be, be staying in touch. Uh, avoid that that dirty, dusty root fella. Uh, don't let him don't let him come at you again like that. Uh, over here, you're going to get you're going to be treated the right way here at the Western Huntsman. Well, I appreciate that. That's why you're my good friend. As always, I'm always happy to come on, on your show and talk about the real Doug Flutie and, and the way the real the real life of Doug Flutie really is. That's right. You know, That's and right. there's no judgment. It's a no judgment zone. There's no judgment. Um, there's no there's no editing out parts. There's no this is just raw, real. Everybody gets the real picture here on the Western Huntsman for 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 the real Doug Flutie. And so there there's no secrets here. And that's I think why we get along. How's I appreciate it? you. Before before we wrap it up, that that uh, suburban's running pretty good for you. Yeah, I just put me a new Holly carburetor on it, run a real nice four barrel. Man, you open that up, that baby up, you gotta hear a scream. Mm, man, yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully, we can get together soon, and uh, I'd I'd be honored to sit in it. So, yeah, well, I'll thank you for the ride of your life, my friend. <laughs> All right, Doug. Well, I appreciate it, and good luck on the turkey hunt, and uh, we we are going to be staying in touch, and we'll talk soon, and I appreciate you always being forthcoming and honest with me. Thanks again. you damn skipping. We'll see you next time. You made it all the way to the end. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. We sure appreciate your support. This is Jim Huntsman signing off and reminding you to check us out at Instagram at The Western Huntsman and on Facebook at The Western Huntsman. And you can also check out the website at thewesternhuntsman.com. Thanks again. We'll see you guys next time. Stay Western, and I'll see you on the mountain.